Hello, welcome to this new episode of Hashtag Flying Colors, an initiative by Bachpan Ke Pitare Se and Little Storytellers to encourage and motivate students and parents preparing to appear for their board exams in a stress-free manner. In today's episode, we have with us Ms. Swati Morzaria, who is the founder of Sarvam School in Bangalore. For a long time, I have been thinking that how should I introduce her. For me, she is a dear friend and then I know her as a loving and caring parent who wants the best for her child. And then I also know her as uh, the principal or I should say she is my boss. I work in her school and I have closely observed the different aspects of her personality. And uh, she was uh, the first person with whom I had discussed the concept of hashtag flying colors and asked if she would like to join me. And without a hitch, she said yes to join me in this initiative. In today's candid conversation, we are going to know about what kind of a student she was. She's the founder of a school, an inclusive school. And then there is always a curiosity in the mind of students and people or parents to know what kind of students the teachers or the principals have been in their student life. So this curiosity led me to ask her a couple of questions. So welcome Swati ma'am to this episode and hashtag flying colors. Thank you for supporting us. And without wasting much time, I'll directly ask you a question. What kind of a student you were in your school life? Okay, thank you for having me, um, Deepa. This is very exciting. I love the theme around which all of your talks are centered this time. Um, what kind of a student was I? My one of my teachers uh, labeled me or said, "I'm the world's biggest clown." <laughs> so you can imagine. Um, some of the teachers called me naughty. They said I was a brat, and some of my teachers just didn't know who I was because, according to them, I was very silent. I never spoke much in school, but I had a lot of friends. I was part of a big girls' gang. So I think I was a mixed student. I was quiet when I wanted to be quiet. I was naughty when I wanted to be naughty. I was that kind of student. That's cool. So what were your uh, what was your aim as a student? What did you aspire to be? And uh, how much was it influenced by your parents? What I wanted to be was very clear. As in I wanted to be a businesswoman from day 1. I wanted to have my own setup. Um, I wanted to uh, have something that I could say I started this. And I was also very clear about another thing, and that is that whatever I start should benefit the society. I was very clear about that. What I wanted to do, or as in what I wanted to study with regards to that, was not clear. Till grade 10, my dad wanted me to uh, become a doctor and uh, obviously, I mean, you know, science is not my thing. Uh, so he never interfered. 
after I cleared my 10th and I took up commerce, he didn't uh, really insist that I should take science and go into science. He just said, yeah, okay, whatever you want to take. Once I took commerce, uh, you know, grade 11 and grade 12 and then went on to college, it all just started becoming clearer and clearer. And, you know, the roads just opened up and I just kept walking. And uh, I never forgot or I never gave up on this uh, dream that I want to start something on my own. I'd always wonder at every uh, you know point or every time I took up a job in a different company or a different organization, um, I would start wondering if I was to set up something which is related to that, move into an industry uh, which could be a subsidiary or which could be uh, an accessory to that particular organization, something like that. So from an MPhil in business management to an educator, how, when and why? <laughs> like two different zones altogether. Um, they are different, yet they are connected. So mm -hmm. um, MPhil in business management uh, was because I thought it'd be easier to do my PhD. I actually wanted to get there to being a professor in finance because I was passionate about finance and uh, world economics and you know uh, being in the center of all of that uh, understanding how the world works because at the end of the day everything is commerce you yes. know everything is commerce um, right from how we manage our house to all of the high range products that are sold in the world, everything, all, all of the services, everything is commerce related. So when you work in the finance uh, industry, you're so connected to everything. You have to know everything. And that was my passion. Um, from there, how I moved into education um, is an emotional story. It's an emotional, uh, you know, um, how do I put it? It's my discovery of myself that led me to becoming an educator. My son, uh, being born premature, uh, was part of that. And why I moved into it? I don't know, I never asked that. I did whatever was suitable for that time and that moment. So my son needed me um, because he was born premature and the mother in me, the woman in me didn't want to get back to a corporate uh, job where I have to put in 14 hours, 16 hours and then come back home and you know, not have the time. So I thought, um, you know, it was time to do something else and I went on to um, applying for my PhD I spoke to a college and they said I could come but I don't know what happened and uh, I found myself uh, working for this school in Electronic City and I didn't question it I just went along and there was no looking back after that I worked for about three years in this international school and then understood that this is where my opportunity of achieving that dream 
the dream that I always had of doing something on my own is coming along and I just went with my instincts and my family supported me at that time it was the right time so from being the dean at the school I suddenly found myself working on opening Yes. Inclusive school. Yes, my own inclusive school, and I became the founder of uh, the organization called CARF. So, uh, do you mean to say that we can switch the careers in spite of having a degree in a separate thing and doing a job somewhere else? So, how easy or how difficult is it to switch the careers? Why am I asking is, right now at the grade 10 level, many students are not sure which subject they should take. Um, I think it's easy to switch over at any point, if your heart is into it. If you really believe that that is what you're made for, the universe will just give you signs and you just have to follow it. But if you don't follow the signs, then it becomes difficult because you're, you'll then be unhappy with whatever you're doing. So I was very happy when I was doing finance. I, it's not like I was not happy, uh, but deep down, remember I was telling you about this desire, desire hmm. that I have to do something for the society as well. And doing finance, it made me happy, but there was always this question mark. So is this really helping the society at large? When the answer is no, and I want to find that answer, switching over just doesn't matter. Switching over just becomes easier yes. because you've already answered that question. Hmm. Then as you keep moving, switchovers keep happening because even though I founded Carve at that time, I was still not very happy with what I had founded. I wanted something more meaningful, more uh, connected to human beings. I wanted something deeper. And when I asked myself, is Carve enough? I found an answer. I mean, the answer was no. And when I went in search of, uh, you know, figuring out why it is not enough and what I can do to make it better, there was again a switchover. So I had to unlearn many things that I didn't carve and then from there founded Sarvam again and here we are today, I'm the founder of Sarvam only because I answered that question, is carve enough? I got the answer no. So what can I do to make it better for myself? How can I serve better? So the answer came in the form of Sarvam and the answer came in the form of many, many beautiful things that I have received after that. So the switching over is not because you have studied and you have spent some time. The switching over happens when you ask yourself, okay, here I am, I did all of these things, but this is not making me happy. Do I, am I ready to make a change to reach this place where I can be happier? I can be in a state where I feel peaceful. I feel good about what I am doing. So as long as you feel good about what you're doing, you're okay. If you're okay with what you're doing, if you're really deep down happy with what you're doing, you may not need a switch over at all. 
Switch over is needed only when you're following your instincts and asking yourself, okay, is this okay? Am I okay here? I'm not okay here. So I'll move on. I'll make a switch over till I reach that happy place where, okay, I'm, I'm all right. But even after all the switchovers, you will still be making switchovers yes. because you have to keep working on, you know, yes. deeply. You have making to work. Making yourself yeah. a better person yes. every day. Yes, it's a lot of work, no matter which industry you're in. It's a lot of work. So, uh, if I say what I understand from what you have said, if I say that you had this longing or dream of having something of your own at the same time, serving the society. So that is what led you? Yes, to do exactly. all the degrees and the things that you have been doing? Uh, okay, at this point I would like to add that that realization led me to believe that and you know the switchover was easier the need to serve was yes there but how do you do that you know how do you you have to have the right people around you for that you have to have the right support you need the support system as well so when the switchover is happening if you don't have the support system, the switchover is, it's, it can drain you out. So not only do you have to go back and study a lot because you're entering a completely new field, but you also have to have people you can trust, people who have the trust in you, who have the confidence in you. So I was blessed throughout, you know, whenever the biggest switchover was for me as the founder of Sarva. And when that switchover happened, I had my, you know, I had my friend and my husband now, Mahesh Natrajan, who made it uh, a beautiful journey. It didn't seem painful. So all of the things that I had to learn during this switchover, you know, as an educator, I have grown as the founder of Sarvam. I founded Sarvam because I grew as an educator knowledge levels increased uh, there was progress in my own learning curve i also have a learning curve just like the children that are with me my learning curve got better and better the learning curves get learning curve gets better only when you admit to yourself that i want to learn and i want to learn from better people so switch over after a 30 35 40 happens only if you are ready to accept that you may have to learn from people not you may you have to learn from people who are better than you you have to surrender to that you have to acknowledge that at that point where you want to switch over or what you want to switch over to you are not a subject matter expert over there and you want to become a subject matter expert in something new and for that you have to be willing to be graceful and say, yes, I want to learn. I want to learn from these people and you have to surround yourself with those uh, people. So switching over is about all of these things as well, not just getting the books and, you know, just learning. You mentioned about your husband, Mr. Natarajan. He's also the co-founder at Sarvam? Yes, Deepa, he's also the co-founder of Sarvam. Yes. So as, a, as an educator now, founder of a school 
and a mother of a teenager yourself so any parting message for parents and students that you would like to share बिकॉज स्पेशली इट्स इम्पॉर्टेंट वेन द एग्जाम्स आर अप्रोचिंग आई एम श्योर वी एज मदर्स ऑफ टीन एजर्स वी आर ऑल्सो गोइंग थ्रू आर ओन थिंग्स डीलिंग विद आर ओन थिंग्स आर किड्स आर गोइंग थ्रू दैट बट एट द एंड ऑफ द डे वी आर सपोर्टिंग दैट सो यू सपोर्ट एज एन एडुकेटर एंड एज अ मदर एंड बिकॉज यू हैव बीन टीचिंग सो मेनी स्टूडेंट्स आई थिंक वै आर लाइक टू से और आई लाइक parents to hear me out more than children at this point because it is a ch- it is the parents who carry the energy of the exams more than the children yes it's not the children themselves you know for them it's just going and writing a paper for 3 hours but we can change that uh by being fearless and remembering that 10th standard is just on paper your 10th pass just on paper at the age of 15 and you just have to if something goes haywire you just have to remember that you can do it all over again you'll just take another 10 months you'll just take another 12 months and if you're not happy with what you got if you get a 60 where you wanted to do an 85 do it again get that 85 get that 90 why not if you're not happy but if you're happy with that 65 then just go ahead yeah just go for it but if you thought you wanted an 85 this is for the children and the parents if you wanted an 85 and you got a 60 and that's going to make you unhappy try one more time for that 90 or 95 but it's okay to get a 65 nothing is going to happen you're not going to lose anything if you get a 65 But if you feel 90 can give you more happiness, just go for it one more time. So that is again uh, utilizing, or uh, as most of the parents think that uh, failing or wasting one year of your life. So how do we look at that? Um, not. I don't know. I mean, that depends on the definition of time that people have. According to me, there's no definition to time. because you're switching over we are switching over it we just spoke about it yes. so when you have that much time i mean when you're going to take that much time and we're talking about switching over here i don't think we should really be worried about you know just 10 months of our lives to do the 10th grade uh, one more time if if things go haywire that's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> quite insightful and you have to think <laughs> to understand but then yes uh, an important message for all the parents yeah thank you so much for your time <laughs> thank you um thank you for having me and giving me an opportunity to talk i just hope that i made some sense and all the best to all the 10th graders and uh, go party It's okay to party. <laughs> I'm allowing my child to party. Yeah, but there is this nagging thing at the back of my head. Oh, he's got a tenth grade exam. But it's okay. You know, it'll go on. Yes. So yes, it's a good lesson for me also <laughs> as a parent. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Deepa. Thank you. Learn, unlearn, and relearn. As it goes on, it's very important to ask ourselves. whether we are happy with what we are doing 
Thank you Swati ma'am for such an insightful message. Deepa, you introduced her as your friend and boss. But I would like to tell the audience that our guest Swati Morzaria is a management and curriculum specialist and MPhil in business management. She has more than 21 years of experience from the corporate and education sectors. She is a founder and managing trustee at Sarvam and is committed to engaging, supporting and empowering children as they take ownership of their school experience. She dreams of a world where teachers work with the students and fill the gaps that social conditioning and society have deemed difficult. Inclusive education is something very close to her heart and ideals. She works passionately with children with special needs and neurodiversities. Let's realize our dreams that keep us happy and make a positive difference in our society as well. You rightly said, if ever you feel like switching over from what you are not happy with, then you need a strong support system. Parents support and students will power to learn, unlearn and relearn will take you to your destination without fail. One can follow Sarvam Education Foundation on Instagram and Facebook to know more about Swati Ma'am School in Bangalore. We will be back with another interesting and informative episode soon. Until the next episode, take care, relax and prepare well for your upcoming exams. Good luck, have a good day, thank you.